Hey everybody, welcome to the Awful Taco Podcast. This is episode 28? Question mark? Yeah. And we are, we got a good one here because Willow, we got the trio back. We are, the, I mean, the guest of honor. Yeah, I was a guest. I went to Sony. To Sony is. Guys are always putting me up on that pedestal. I don't like that. Hey, it's where you belong. No, you're not. How you doing? No, I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. I'm good. Merry Christmas. Mustache is looking good. Thank you. Working on it. How many? What percentage of the firefighters on your crew have the mustache? Uh, on my crew now. Me and one other guy, probably. It's mandatory, isn't it? But November was a good hit. A lot of guys have, were rocking the mustache during November. When's the calendar coming out? You got a calendar coming out? There is. Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't do the calendar. Like uh, Vancouver hosts the calendar. and I'm You got to get in there. No, you have I to. don't want to go in there. Every month. Not just Every the one month. Yeah. <laughs> not the centerfold. God. Nope, not yet. Maybe next year. Well, let's get into it, boys. Let's do our our twenty eight stats, Willow. I know you love the numbers. Hit me. And I got some good stuff for you this week. This is kind of interesting. A little historical uh, info that I wasn't aware of. Kind of cool. Okay, number twenty eight, the worn by Hall of Famer Burt Blylevin, Oppo Taco supporter, and whatever Jesse Crane wore number twenty eight, and dare I say maybe. What do you guys think? Future Hall of Famer, Buster Posey, or 28? Yep. I'm putting him in there. the Hall of Famer. Uh, 2023, 28 was worn by Stud, Nolan Arenado, Alec Bohm, Kyle Hendricks, Corey Kluber, maybe future Blue Jay, I'd be okay with it, J.D. Martinez, Matt Olson, the masher, Tommy Pham, Javi Baez, who might be the worst player in the game, and Jonah Heim, who was unbelievable last year. 1928, those league leaders, Willow. This is where it gets interesting, I think. Jim Bottomley for the National League, first baseman with the St. Louis uh, Cardinals. Hit 325, 31 bombs, 136 RBIs, and a 1030 OPS. Pretty solid year, deserved. On the American League side, Mickey Cocker, a catcher for the Philadelphia Athletics. That is correct. Hit 293. With 10 bombs, 57 RBIs, and an 859 OPS. A decent year, especially for a catcher, but this is where I start to feel like they're like, all right, we got to figure out how to get this award back in Babe Ruth's hands uh, because, remember, they couldn't give it to the same guy more than two, more than once. So in 1929, it'll be the last time they have the league awards, and then in 31. They switched to the MVP that we kind of know now. So I feel like they're running out of guys to give it to, and the repeat performers should be earning, and they're not. Okay, this is kind of cool. In 1928, there were, I should say, prior to 1928, and back in like the 1800s, there was discussion of like more or less what we'd call like a substitute player, right? Like a, a pinch hitter or a defensive replacement or something like that. But it wasn't until 1928 when the, like, an actual designated hitter was being discussed. And it was brought up um, at the winter meetings, at the, at the yearly annual meeting in December. And I'm just going to read this quote. I'm going to well read the information directly from the Society for American Baseball Research, also known as SABRE, 
maybe you've heard of like sabermetrics and everything. So John Haler, who was the president of the National League at the time, he's the first one to kind of jump on the DH bandwagon. And I'll read these words word for word. So he said, uh, he, he discussed what at, the, at what at the time was termed the 10-man rule at the annual Winter League meeting held in Chicago on December 13th, 1928. Haler did not mince words. We have pitchers in our league. I don't know how many in the American that when they they come up to plate, they are absolutely a dead loss. Gum up the play, gum up the action. He went on to substantiate his claim when he said, I'm looking at the averages. I've taken our league, and I'm pretty sure it is true of the other league. Of the lowest 51, 47 were pitchers. The year before, 57 out of 62 were pitchers. Sam Braden, majority owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, agreed with Hadler in principle, but did not like the idea of the extra hitter because it would create more specialists. He said, we have a specialist now. He's the pitcher. Instead, he proposed, I do think if we could give the manager the choice of whether he would have his pitcher hit each time at bat, or he can pass that time and let it go to the next man, that would eliminate the dead end of the ball game. So that's kind of when the, and then it kind of like got pushed aside for many, many years and not talked about until like, I want to say it was like 1973 that the, the designated hitter was first introduced to the game and obviously on the American League side and not the National League side. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That was all the way back in 28 when they first started talking about this 10-man rule where pitchers stopped hitting. <laughs> they, knew, they, knew, they knew they knew you were coming, huh, Baker? <laughs> I like to bunt. So, yeah. Anyways, number 28. Good stuff. Nice. Let's go to our quick hits. All right. We got a few. There's been a little bit of action over the course of the week. Um, started out. Harrison Bader signs with the Mets. You know, one-year deal, $10.5 million. Going to probably lock down center field, I'm assuming. Uh, Michael Brantley. He retires. Kind of caught me off guard. I didn't think he was going to retire soon, but I think uh, home life was sounding pretty enticing to him, and he decided to hang him up. Really good career on the guy, though. Sneaky good career. A pro's pro. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There A couple of years ago, remember Remember he quote-unquote signed with the Jays, but then actually didn't yeah. or something like that? Went back, yeah. I liked that non-signing like i really i wish he was a J. like <laughs> the, the jays are just king of blue balls that's what it seems like with, oh, with shohei and is that the you nickname you, let's come out with a the blue ball taco t-shirt blue yep. balls. a taco there t-shirt that would blue be a shohei's face right on the that would oh, be that would sell good that would, would sell, sell. Good. i like it somebody's gonna I'm come out with it tonight. willow yeah i got, got a bunch of yeah, trademark faces on it mm-hmm. otani brantley yeah who else jd martinez no he's coming <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I like that JD. It would be good with that. All right, Chris Sale. Uh, last week we said he kind of got traded to the Braves from the Red Sox, but they've now extended him on two-year deal worth thirty-eight million dollars with an eighteen million dollar option for twenty twenty-six. So it kind of supersedes uh, the one year left that he did have in his contract. This will take over, and he is now extended. So <laughs> he might just have a an unbelievable year. Yeah, they got I money to play with too, right? Because I think they're they're only paying him five hundred k this year, and I think 
the rest, the Red Sox are paying him something like 17 mil. So, well, that would have superseded it. Well, like they, I guess they still sent over the money. They still do. And the new one's deferred too. I, every contract I've seen, it's crazy. Oh. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, hang, hang on to that thought for a second. Robbie Ray goes to the Giants in exchange for Mitch Haniger and Anthony DiScafani. Um, Robbie Ray, former Cy Young winner, to the Gigantes. Pretty pretty big pickup. Won't, won't be back till I think, halfway through the season, though, right? He's still recovering from something uh, like that. The good old Tommy Yon. So, another but, one. Uh, so, but that's but, a good one. That's a big arm. Super big arm. But I, I think both both ways won. I think both teams won there. I think it was pretty good. Mets also make another signing, Sean Mania, two year deal, $28 million for a guy who didn't really have great numbers. He's got an opt-out after next year, which he did this past year as well, and he um, exercised that option. So, um, yeah, interesting one. I don't know. I don't really don't have too many thoughts on it. I just thought that the value was pretty high for what he actually Yeah, a lot of money for a four-year four probably. That's what you're shooting around. The Dodgers do it again. They signed Teoscar Hernandez, one-year deal, $23.5 million, and... Surprise, surprise, they defer more money, as we were just kind of saying. $8.5 million is deferred from 2030 to 2039. So if my calculations are right. Like how, yeah. how does that even work? They just like don't paying, pay him now. They pay him in the pay future. Him later. It's like an IOU, man. This is dumb and dumber all over again where it's like 275 grand. Might want to hang on to that one. But what's going to happen in the future? Million. What are they going to have? They're, they have... A lot of debt is what they have. Yeah, unbelievable! It's uh, huge for the organization, obviously. But for they're, now, they're making a joke of the league. Honestly, it's like they're building a super team, and it's going to be fun to watch. But you know what? I wouldn't be upset to see them fail. <laughs> no, it would no. be no. They, it's it's almost like a no win situation because they're now they're supposed to win. They're supposed they to, have said, to win. I was going to say, is there a team in the past decade that's had as much past couple decades that has as much pressure as them to win with you know the roster that they're going with? It's I guess the well, I guess like last the year the Yankees closest thing used to be like the Yankees used to be buying all like their that, players but. back in the day, right? And yeah, but I don't know to extent big, like this. I mean, no, okay, no last year the extent to this. This is last ridiculous. year the closest thing would have been either the Mets or yep. the Padres. Yeah, I would say the mo- the money was there for both them, but if you look at actual talent names, I would say Dodgers by far this year, even well, the, beyond the, that. That's what I'm saying. The Padres last year, Bogarts, Machado, Tatis, Soto. It's like, whew, and yeah. then they sucked. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I mean, if my calculations are right, the Dodgers aren't paying anybody any money this year. They're f- playing for free. That's, but they their salaries and. In uh, 2030 and beyond are ridiculous. So yeah, pretty pretty wild. But Teoscar is a pretty nice bat there. That's going to be. I don't even know where it's going to be. Can I? It's going to be low low order. That's what I was reading up today. Yeah, I was going to say where in the what is the lineup? They said like, like six through eight is what they 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 put them at, which is crazy to think Teoscar's hitting down there. And like and a 30 home run bat, like I know hitting seventh. Yeah, barium. Is anybody going to be on base with the guys hitting in front of them? No, they're all hitting bombs. Like, what is RBIs going to look like? <laughs> However many home runs he has. Yeah. That's it. Oh, man. Yeah, but if they get him back into form that when he was with the Jays those two years, whatever it was, 20 and 21, yeah. I think it was. Oof. 
Yeah, I liked him, man. He was a, he was a solid hitter. He was, I mean, he was could be a little bit streaky, and there was swing and miss in the game, but um, he pretty pretty powerful bat. Yeah, strikeouts need to go down big time. He had, I think, last year was something crazy. He was up near the top of the league. Um, yeah, but but nobody and, cares about strikeouts anymore. No, and he, he did. He played 160 games last year, which I didn't know. So reliability too, right? It's the greatest ability, so they say. <laughs> so they say. Last quick hit. This <clears throat> happened moments ago, minutes ago, maybe an hour. The Cubs signed Shota Imanaga out of Japan. It was kind of, um, I was kind of watching this a little bit only because the 45-day period for him to sign expires on Thursday, which would be, you know, tomorrow at time of this release. And so then one time in Japan? It would have been that day. It would have been this day. If you're listening to this in Japan, it would have been today. So he <laughs> signed, actually. And the details aren't out yet about the amount or anything, so we can't even go into that. But he's off the board, um, pending a physical, which I'm sure will be fine. Um, big left-handed arm. And he actually led the league in strikeouts last year. I kind of saw that edging out yeah. Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And that is the end of the quick hits. Let's go. This is going to be fun. I'm looking for. I've been looking forward to this for a few days. Let's go to our main event. As the calendar turned over into 2024, I found myself getting a little bit excited about the you know projections this year and thinking about you know you're really only about a month or so until pitchers and catchers report, and then we're into good weather. You get to watch some spring training games, so on and so forth. So I was kind of thinking about like how, like what things you guys are excited about, players you're excited about, teams, whatever it is, events that you're excited about. So we really didn't discuss this, so it's going to be kind of spitballing and everything like that. But that's kind of what we're going to talk about, just who you're excited about seeing this year or, or what your you know teams you want to see or whatever you're, you're, whatever is getting your, getting you going. Why don't we, Willow, what do you think? Should we throw it to our guest of honor to start us up with what he's, what he's excited about? Yeah, send it over Don't tell me the Coquitlam Reds. Don't tell me the Coquitlam Reds. I'm excited about the Coquitlam Reds. They're looking good. We have a big practice tonight. Uh, <laughs> you is looking uh, great. Nope, it's at 8.30. I'll make it. Uh, I just came from ours, so. Oh, did you? Yeah. No. Um, you guys playing each other? You guys play each other a lot? Uh, four times a year. Yeah, we did last we play, year. We go there twice. They come here twice. They beat us out last year for the last playoff spot. Actually, it was it was pretty intense. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember there was. Uh, but ask, did uh, I did I did I, t- did I see Tissoni once all year playing them? No. <laughs> Sorry, I was working. But a big I'm a big part of the winter stuff, the uh, the season stuff. I'm not much of a manager. I like the development side of it. <laughs> I really do. I love the de- development side. That's why you're a part of Apotalk. I like I like the the practices. I like fine detail stuff. The reps, in game. I like the in game mistakes and learning from them, teaching guys how to get better from them. But yeah, what a guy! It'll be what good. A what a guy! But uh, me on uh, next year or this year, I guess. Uh, I always yeah. like to see what kind of players are coming up, and I really don't know many, but. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jackson Holiday obviously is um, Killing the best. It. Yeah, exactly. So he'll be exciting to see um, what's going to happen with him. 
And then the Jays. Is he going to start? Do you think he's going to start the year in the big leagues? Uh, honestly, I think you have have a feeling. I, you know what? I, I think he, he, uh, why not? Why not? How much, and and you've been in, you've been in it, Sony. How much is the spring training? Like if you're in big league camp, can it's make, is that make it or break it? Uh, depends. Like, uh, if you have the opportunity to shine, like they, for the most part, they know who's going to be on the team. There's bubble guys for sure. They might go in there thinking, uh, let's give this guy a shot. Let's give him lots of at bats in spring training and see how he looks. And if he stands out or even, you know, keeps his head above water, why not, you know, send him there and see how he does. He's so young, right? So, um, yeah, I think he'll obviously have lots of at bats this spring, and if he does do fine, stand out. I don't see why not. He he's not on that starting roster. If there's if he's gonna make the team better, why not? Yeah, just got married the other day. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? he did. But you never know; it could hurt him, right? You know, all that <laughs> everything built up, and then that day happens, and then it changes everything. If you know what I'm saying, the wedding day. <laughs> Uh, is that what you're talking about, or the day in the big leagues? <laughs> no, I'm saying wedding day, but yeah, oh. I don't know. he, uh, yeah, if, you never know. If you're already thinking that Willow, yeah, right now, and you're not married, <laughs> well, I'm past it. You're for world of hurt. Oh man, world of hurt. No, you, you never know what's going on in his head, too, right? Maybe being uh, eyes on him at spring train that uh, he stresses out and doesn't do well, so. I feel like he's had the spotlight for a little while now, though. He must be getting used and to it. And with his he's... dad, too, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, totally agree. Like I think he'll be fine. To, he's not used to the big league environment. You know, he's running around clubhouses as a kid, probably hitting VP on field with all the guys. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it's a normal thing in his mind. Yeah, exactly. I will say, and I've said this for I've said this for a little bit now, I, I think teams are more open to bringing guys up when they're young these days. Like, back when, like, 20 years ago or whatever they weren't they didn't bring guys up so young they're like oh get them more time in the minor leagues more development more development and then it's also that those controlling years right control them for longer into their career but now it doesn't seem like they're doing that quite as much and they're um they're they're not as hesitant to, to bring guys up when they're young which i love yeah i did too we've seen some Good for the game. i think too because the success of the younger guys right even seen so many guys who came up in like instant impact it's like you might as well do it, especially if, you know, if you have a chance, you know, the, the Orioles are going to have a chance to be a real good team next year. It's like, why wouldn't you? Well, that was one of mine, just the Orioles. It kind of sucks being in the same division as the the Jays. Um, but the Orioles as a whole, like the names, Kyle Bradish had a breakout year. Bautista's out for the year, but Yiner Cano, um, D.L. Hall is a pitcher, Craig Kimbrell they got. John Means is back, who's a legit mm-hmm. ace. Watch him. Watch him. He's going to be a stud. Grayson Rodriguez, another young arm. Adley Rutschman, Gunner, Ryan Mountcastle, Ryan O'Hearn is that Austin Hayes. Then you get young guys, Jordan Westberg, Colton Kowser, Heston Kerstad, Kyle Stowers, and then you get Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and then you mentioned Holiday. Like they're they're ridiculous. Yeah. So they're they're gonna be excited to watch. Yeah. For a long time too. For a long, long time. I don't think being a young player is you know, an, an issue at all. Like you look at Ronald Acuna who went up at 19 and he made an impact right away. Right. Never so yeah. Young players can play for sure. You got one, Will? Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of highlighted three breakout guys that I'm excited to see this year, but uh, I'll start, yeah. start with my, uh, 
And I know it's not our prediction show for who's going to win this year, but Cy Young candidate here for me. But uh, Tyreek Scooball with the uh, Detroit Tigers. Stud. Stud. Yeah. He was uh, 7-2 last year, put up good numbers, just good stuff. I, uh, he, I, I, he was hurt. I think he came back like July, um, but just a real good, real good fastball. Um, good changeup. Left-hander. Yep, good run to it, throw, I think mid-90s, but just dominates. He, uh, yeah, he came back. I remember picking him up in fantasy, actually, and watching him a couple times. Oh, and it's just like, whew, like, you know, we've talked about it before. When you've seen a guy who can throw, it's like, yep, he can. So... I'm excited if he stays healthy and full year in him. Um, again, I've said it. I think the Tigers are a sleeper to win their division. It's not a great division to start with, hmm. but a um, couple pieces here and there. I think they got a chance. A couple young guys coming up. Riley Green, let's see if he has a, a year like he should. But, uh, yeah, that's my kind of – Yeah, good young player. Yeah, so we'll see. But that's, uh, yeah, one guy who I think, again, Cy Young candidate saying it. Will he win it? I don't know. I like it. Say I it. like the dark horse, though. It's easy to say. That's not a dark horse, Cole's. though, is it? Well, I guess it kind of is. Yeah, I think it is. That's the thing. I think it is a dark horse. And I'm one for one of my Cy Young candidates, so. Who'd you say last year? Zach Gallon. I was all over that. Except he didn't win Cy Young. Candidate, wasn't he? Well, he was candidate. I'm They're saying candidates. candidates. No, but he was, in, he was They're all through, candidates. <laughs> Name all the pitchers. <laughs> but I'm on it. You watch. I do like the call, though. He's good. I like him as a sleeper pick. He's not a front. All right, Bagger. Sony, you got another one? No, over Where to you, you Bagger. Okay, okay. okay, I'll go um, I'll go another team. And they kind of remind me a lot of the Orioles. It's on the National League side. It's the Reds. They're young and they're good and they're exciting. I'm excited to see Ellie and then like guy Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, Christian Incarnacion Strand, Noelvi Marte, TJ Frieda, Will Benson. You got like the arms, Hunter Green, Andrew Abbott, and back end Alexis Diaz. Like another good organization who, unfortunately, they don't have the money to pick up the extra, you know, like one or two pieces, but they're just good. I like them. The youth is exciting. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think that's like the, the trend right now in the bigs. And that's what I see is like yeah. youth talent. Cause one, I mean, it's it, instant impact with the youth, but then two, you got, you got long term you know, success, right? There's so many teams that are like Reds are one of them. Like we were just saying, the Orioles. Um, I'd, I'd put the D-backs up there with the younger talent. That's team. another one that happens. Yeah. Another one teams that I exactly. have. Exactly. With uh, just young, exciting, you know, years to come, they're going to be good. So I would agree with that. Love it. Sony, you got more? So much. Are you a one and done guy? Uh, no, I was going to say, like, team-wise, like, it'll be exciting to see how Texas and Arizona bounce back after last year. I always like to see um, how those last two teams finished up uh, previous year and how they perform the, the the next year. See if they can come back off of that win, right? So it'll be yeah. interesting how they, they how they pan out. Me being a Vegas guy, they, the D-backs odds are, I think they're plus 3,000. They're like middle of the pack to win the World Series next year. Like, not great. There's there's teams above them that you shake your head. So, Vegas has them kind of scuffling after. A little, uh, little World Series hangover, but we'll see. Yeah. You still got Zach Gallon this year. You got him winning the Cy Young or what? You going you to double up on no, him? No, I mean, he's going to be solid arm this year, but I got to pick someone new. Scoobull. Scoob. Different league. <laughs> Merrill Kelly, pick his teammate. That Merrill might Kelly. be, yep, that might be it right there. There's a, that's a sleeper mm-hmm. pick. Brandon Fought. You want to go with him? Young. 
I love Gabriel Moreno behind the plate. Big fan. Yeah. Still hurts a Big little mess. bit. <laughs> Big mess. You That's never know, though. <sighs> Ross Atkins came out and said, you know, you can't judge a trade off one year. So I'm with him. That is true. Marshall he might was, come out and win a silver slugger. However, <laughs> who else you got? So this one's kind of a, a double double whammy, and uh, it's going to Minnesota, where uh, get old Prisoni knows mm. quite a bit about. But first off is 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 Royce Lewis. Um, he was okay. injured last year. Come back. He, he he did. I mean, I didn't really know his numbers, but three hundred nine with fifteen pumps, nine twenty one OPS when coming back. Um, didn't get that full season cause he's injured, but, um, excited to see what he's doing. And then off that, I think the twins infield with, I think Brooks Lee will be up by the end of the year. Who's a guy super talented. Um, I think it's their top prospect. Uh, right. He I actually, I played, I played three years against him in college and just like a freak, you know, one of the stood out there oh, too. Yeah. Like his BP just from both sides, just putting the ball anywhere he wants. Um, just butter on the infield. I th- I think he's a dude who's going to do butter. butter. But uh, butter. and then our boy Eddie Julian. Like I think you know, I'm sure Brooks will come up, and, and then I'm I'm going to say that you know Royce will probably be an everyday third baseman. Um, I don't think he beats Brooks out at shortstop, but then you know Eddie at second, and then that's pretty good. Pretty good three youngsters in the infield. So um, excited to see how they're going to do. But that's yeah, it's probably honestly my favorite infield moving forward. It's. Uh, they got a lot of a lot of good talent there. I can't wait to see Eddie. I think he's going to have another. Like last year was a really good year, and I just kind of keep seeing him that he's going to make strides and improve kind of year over year, mm-hmm. and that's exciting to me. Do you guys think? You want, uh, uh, do you guys think what's his name? The Paul Paul Skeens. You think he's going to be in the show mm. this year? I don't know. He got touched up last year when he came in. Um, yeah. The, the thing I'll say about him is I don't think Velo plays to the same extent in pro ball as it does in college. Right. Well, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm the, I'm the yes. college guy here, right? It's like a hundred in college is like, you know, guys are like, damn. Right. But you get to the big leagues and it's like, you know, hundreds, hundreds, a hundred, right. You see it almost every, you know, there's yeah, every what's the average has... fastball in the big leagues now. 97. Exactly. Right. And I, I, I don't know if his secondary stuff plays to the extent that people think it does, but. I don't know. I mean, he's got it, right? If he can put it together, I think he does. But do I don't think he'll make it this year. Um, At all. A lot of speculation saying he will get I, know, I, I, know, I, I think he'll make that. it. And, he, and he's with a good organization to do that if they want to, right? Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. it's like, what, what are their other options? Yeah. So if they want to bring him up and start getting him there now. But I'm excited. We'll stick with Pittsburgh. I'm excited to see O'Neill Cruz again. For a full year. He's had a healthy off season. Looks like he's coming back. I mean, that's a dude who was almost like a doppelganger of Ellie. Yeah. Um, so we got O'Neill, who's like six eight, throws a hundred across the diamond, and I think he's got the hardest ball hit in the statcast area, like 122.4 miles an hour or something like that. So seeing him healthy again is exciting. Um, I think there's some swing and miss there yeah. too, but it's got drop strike out six, right eight. For sure. yeah, yeah. But um, talented beyond belief, and I think like that's one for me that I'm excited. To see Who you that. take? Are you taking him or Ellie? Though that's a real question. If you had to take one, oh my gosh, Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, they are. It, I think it's they're, crazy. They're how very similar, similar it, are they it's, not? It's crazy how similar they are. Like it's almost scary, but yeah, it's a tough one. Very. I don't know if I can pick. 
they're they're both too young. I mean, they they both had like what? You gotta give me an answer. Year, let's call it. You gotta give me an answer. Uh, okay, I'll go. Um, Better I'll career. Saying it now. I'm going Ellie too. Ellie. Yeah, I'm going Ellie. Yeah. I was gonna go Ellie too. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say John McDonald, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go Johnny Mac. Good player. Yeah. Um, who, do you guys got more? I got so many. I made a list of like. I want to hear you know, talk because I love. To I'm not saying talk. the whole list. I only I got one. No. I got one more guy. Yeah. Okay. Go with it. Okay. We'll go off of you. Uh, terrible team, but uh, Nolan Jones, guy who. Oh yes, he's on my list. Let's go. Hey, good mind, sick like, but uh, love it. Yeah, super uh, good end of the season. Um, I think August forward, he was 321 with a 1.09 OPS, so not too shabby. Um. A dude who he was a pretty he was a good he was a pretty high ranked prospect coming up. Um, the Guardians, yeah, with the Guardians, took him a bit. Didn't have a great year in Cleveland. Had a good back end last year in Colorado. Um, I think he's a piece they can build around. I'm spe- expecting something big. So excited to see what he can do uh, next year. Even though the Rockies probably won't do well, but uh, hoping he does well. Absolutely agreed. Nolan Jones, big on my list, and I'm excited to just kind of look at his numbers. He was just a guy who just kind of kept like hear his name a little bit and then look, and I was like, man, that's a really good, you know, rookie year or whatever. Like mm-hmm. sleepy. Um, I got Cal Quantrill on that list too. Canadian connection, obviously a little bit personal side, but um, you know, he kind of got pushed out of Cleveland, and now he's hopefully resurrecting himself in Colorado. I think it's a good place for him. Probably slide in the middle of that rotation somewhere and uh, hopefully kind of kind of resurrect himself. We got Mike Soroka healthy this year going the White Sox. On my well. list. Yeah. On my list. Canadian a connection. Big, I'm a huge fan. Of, I'm a big Soroka Me fan. Too. I love the kid. And I feel bad for whatever happened at, in Atlanta. And I just hope that a new change, new place will – We'll get him going again, and I think it will. I think it's going to be big for him. Agreed. I um, I actually had him picked early in his career because he finished what, like I don't know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that in the Cy Young voting, and, and he was an All Star. And I was thinking he's a guy he's going to win a Cy Young award at some point in his career, and then two friggin' Achilles injuries later and all the rest. It's like, yeah, kind of got derailed a little bit. But one of the brightest guys you'll ever talk to. So he's not going to beat himself in between the ears. And, um, and yeah, he's just, he's got the pedigree. He's got the stuff. He's, he's there. He's just got to get it back again and get back on the right track. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Do you, do you want? Do you have more, Will? No, you got. You got That's all you got. Well, dude, I wasn't expecting. I don't know. You said you'd take a couple, and then next... I don't know. I figured we'd just spitball. That's right, let's fine. keep. We'll roll let's here. stay on the Canadian train. Where is Mister Votto gonna go? Oh, is he gonna get one more? I here? don't know. Is he gonna be a J? No. Do you want him to be a J? I yeah. do. I just want him to be home and then finish strong. And he doesn't have enough pride to come back to Canada. You don't think? No. I think he would. I think he'd take any. I don't say anything that's offered to him at this point. But if he wants to, if he wants to play another year, and you're kind of getting down deep in the winter months and nothing's been offered, you're probably money's not an issue. Like he's <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Playing for fun. So it's uh, where do you want to play? If you if you had your choice, and if somebody gives you the offer, where do you want to play? 
Or if a team that you don't really want to go to, if they make you an offer, is it enough to get you to play for another year or would you rather just hang them up? So I think he wants to play. I think somebody will take a flyer on him and it might be something like in spring training, all of a sudden there's an injury. That's what I was going to say. And they need somebody to step in. I think exactly. It's going to be late signing, old vet, salty vet. Salty vet. Good close. How about this one? Let's, Let's go to the Red Sox. I'm not talking about the team, but there's a couple guys there I'm excited about. One, I like Brian Bale on the mound. Great arm, young pitcher. He's um, he's for me, Will, speaking of sleeper Cy Young candidates. Well, everyone's a candidate. For me. Everyone's a candidate. Everyone's, everyone's a candidate. candidate. <laughs> we should make Tristan I Cassis. want a shirt. Cy Young, <laughs> question mark, everyone's a candidate. <laughs> That's it. And on the back... The blue balls. <laughs> Tristan Casas. Yeah. See what he does in his follow-up year, his sophomore year. And maybe the one, another, I know we're Canadian heavy here, but how about Tyler O'Neill going to the Red oh, Sox? Yeah. Seeing him turn his career around. That's, I think he could be a monster there. Yeah. I think he could be a guy who gets back to like that 30 home run, 25, 30 home run, that left field Short left field and and a um, confirmed gold glove too. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think absolutely it's over your head, just turn and look at the wall and it'll come down. <laughs> and then just try to fire him out a second. There you go. Yeah, I got yeah. a confirmed gold glove there for sure. I was actually thinking this to Sony. I was actually this is random, off topic a little bit, but you'd be the guy to to maybe discuss this with. Fenway Park, short left field. Okay. Big thing there is that ball off the wall. Trying to hold, uh, hold doubles to singles. Mm-hmm. Would it be beneficial? Do you think maybe more beneficial than any other park to throw an outfielder with maybe your best arm in left field instead of right field? My thinking is this: in right field, kind of a basic, kind of in the gap, maybe a little bit. It's going to be a sure double, depending, like regardless of if you've got a good arm or not. But that ball to left field, that you might be able to shut down somebody if you've got an outfielder with a cannon. That might hit, that cause a lot of people to hesitate taking second base and hold them to a single instead of somebody with kind of a kind of water pistol out there flipping at the second base and guys will take second base and now they're in scoring position. So would that be like a good field to keep guys with a stronger arm in left field instead of right field? I know third base is, you know, it's still that longer throw. Home is the same distance. Well, I guess it'd be further in right field if they're back deeper, but. Um, I just feel like it might be something to deter runners from getting into scoring position to start. Uh, I don't disagree with it. You're keeping runners in a double play situation, right? Uh, but how bad are big league arms? Like, how often do you see a really bad? That's a good. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, There's I some... think I think you still want your strongest arm in right field and I don't I just don't think there's an arm out there that's bad enough to change the challenges to second base even if they got a hose you still gotta throw a strike to second base and a good arm and a good arm yeah there's (laughs) there I don't know like uh I I would say you would want a really athletic outfielder in left field because you have to read the hops uh-huh. off the wall and you know, I would say less athletic. You think? Well, I would think like a less athletic guy with a better arm, like a bigger, a heavier set, like a 
out of Hunter Renfro type of guy who, because I mean, you, you don't have to move that much, right? You got the monster. Behind, like I said, like it's over yeah, your head. You kind of just turn and find the wall. Yeah. That's what I would say would be best bet in left field in Boston. But I don't know. Okay, if, I don't know. If yeah, I'd give I'm kind of mixed and, feelings on it. I wouldn't give up range. And so right I, don't, I don't have a definitive answer, but how about this one? You on, I mean, we've seen a lot of things in the game change lately. How about this? Nobody on base. You put your strong arm in left field oh, and then to hold the runners and runners right. on base yeah. from first them. or second, throw them over in right field. You're on something, bagger. I mean, what? Think it'll happen one day? I wouldn't be surprised. Andrew People are year. trying all sorts of different things. I mean, I bet you if you do that, up. stats will show profitable yeah. or not. Yeah, or the le- or or there will be a rule at the end of the year, and then you <laughs> can't do it. Switch yeah. up, can't cross this can't line or that. Yeah, line. exactly. Stay in between. That'll be it. No shifting. Defensive shifting, even though uh, man, that'd be interesting though. Okay, speaking of managing, here's one that I got to Sony. Did you ever, when you were with the Braves, get to? I know I don't know if the timelines cross paths or not. Ron Washington. Uh no, he was with uh, Texas when yeah. I was with the Braves. I didn't know if the if the if the timelines if he crossed paths at all. But I'm excited about him going to Anaheim. Yeah. To see what if I mean, guys that's love a, playing for him. They love yeah, and that place has been a dumpster fire. You've had a Tony and Trout, and you've done nothing with it. And I just I exactly like you said, Washington. I think is the I think he's a good piece, man. He might he might be able to do something, maybe. But I'm I'm kind of interested to see that. I don't know what's going on in freaking. Uh, Anaheim there, like you have two superstars and you can't freaking win. So do you think it's managing? I don't know. That's what's, I wonder what the locker room <laughs> atmosphere is like in there. Like it's gotta, I be... don't know, but we kind of said the same thing last year. <clears throat> Will and I talked about one time about the Padres last year. It's, like we said, they had all these superstars and they, they sucked last yeah, year. Can't so I don't, and I don't, I'm not one to put blame on managers. I'm really not. Cause I, I think they're very limited in what they do in in the course of a game. But, I mean, is there anything to be said for it? I don't know. I don't know the answer. You know what, like, I was talking to a friend not long ago about a managing role in the big leagues, and it was a really good conversation. It was like, uh, you don't, like, say if you have a big-name guy who makes a base-running mistake that causes, you know, you don't score one run, and then you end up losing the game by one run because that guy, that base-running blunder. Does a manager, you know, call out this runner? You know, you don't say anything to the media, obviously, but do you pull him in your office and be like, hey, man, like, you need to be better? Hey, man, maybe tomorrow we work on this because you're struggling at that, like, because it's happened more than once? Or do you just continue to, hap- like, let it happen? Like, so this conversation was based on like he would prefer to work with the guys in the minor leagues because you are developing and you're trying to teach mm-hmm. these guys to do the things the right way. But then you get to the big leagues and you get these young guys who are working hard to stay there. But you got the guys who've been around for a while and, you know, they're good guys and, you know, they, you know, base running blunders. Like Vlad had a huge one. Last year at the end of the mm-hmm. year, right? That's a big name. What do you do? Do you tell him work on it? Do you tell him be better? Do you just, you know, like turn your head? Like, like that's got to be hard as a manager because I don't think that's happening a lot. And honestly, I bet you Ron probably is a guy that would have something to say. Like I he seems like a that. guy. That, yeah, he seems like a guy that 
ex- like he expects his big leaguers to be big league base runners, big league fielders, throw to the right base, throw, you know, throw the right pitches at the right time, you know, run the bases correctly, like stuff like that. And it's, it needs to be said. So um, who was, uh, who was your manager in Minnesota? Uh, Ron Gardenhire. Gardenhire. Oh, yeah, Gardenhire. And thoughts? He wasn't scared to tell me I sucked at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't mean to me at all. He was great. Uh, he The players loved him. He was a good person, and it was just unfortunate. We had lots of errors, and we weren't very good. We had 99 losses that year. But, uh, yeah, he tried to keep the locker room up as best as he could because it was really hard to when you're missing your main guys. Um, mm-hmm. And he – you know, I think he would be a guy that would call someone out, but it'd be more in a sarcastic way, right? Not be like in a serious way, seriously, but sarcastic. Wouldn't make him work on it. He would hope that those guys would spend the time on them, like themselves to go out and work on things. But, you know, during spring train, uh, you've seen it beggar. Like we do base running drills in spring train, but it's mm-hmm. like we pretty much go stand there, talk about what we do and do two or three reps. Station to yeah, station. <laughs> People. Talk about leadoffs and stuff. Yeah, peace out. Go in, go out. Run lunch. first to third and uh, whatever. Second to home and yeah, that's seventy percent. So you don't hurt yourself, right? Yes. So if that. Well, I think those base running things though are like a lot of it is it's just instinct over the course of a game. You can't really like think about it. I mean, you're you know pre pitch preparation. I guess you know check out where the outfielders are or whatever, or know where everybody is and. If it's how many outs and all the rest of that stuff. But I mean, once it's hit and you're going, you've decided to say you're running. I mean, it's pretty limited with how much thinking is going there. You're just reacting, right? Yeah. But like, I'm just saying like a lot of those guys, probably their lack of preparation. They're so worried about hitting homers and throwing strikes. Like how often do you, are you sitting in the dugout watching anybody throw a ball to second or home or like that doesn't even happen. They don't take infield outfield in the big leagues. So you just are going off of your teammates of how is that outfielder's arm? If I'm base running, I'm at second base, and I don't know if that left fielder's got a good arm or not. Is he a big, fat, slow guy with a doo-doo arm playing left field in Boston? I don't know. They all but, have good arms. Yeah. you. <laughs> if you're not asking questions, you don't know, or if you haven't seen them. So I, I, I have a feeling that there's lack of preparation in some parts, for you sure. Think, if you think that's getting that. lost more and more, too, with kind of the, the new age of, you know, exit velocity and this and that because because i mean i see that for sure is like detail oriented is definitely taking a backseat to you know how many home runs you hit and what's your exit velo and it's like yeah that can get you so far but you know again every all the good players i played with it's like you know they they know everything they know details they know what you're just talking about it's the little things right and you know what a lot of these big superstars did that correctly you know to get there Mm -hmm. and i think some of them are slipping you know, they've been there so long and, and maybe it's a lack of reps and I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's how you get there is detail oriented for sure. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are good players for a reason. And I think some guys are losing it the longer they're there, which is sad. I wish there was an instructional developmental program that teaches the fundamentals of the game at the grassroots level. Like if something came out soon, that would be fantastic maybe they'd call it like i don't know apple taco you or something i don't know i think that's a great idea we should do something like that for sure 
Yeah. Hey, the only way you can make the kids better is if you make the coaches better. If the coaches understand, now these kids are going to get better. And if you are going to get it, JWillow25. Use it as a promo code. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Look for that in the coming weeks, two months Uh, on your local social media network. (laughs) Who else? We got. um, we got off track there, but that's that's ball talk. We just ball talked. Yeah. Love it. Okay, how about this? A team that's closest to you guys, the Mariners. Okay, these are the dudes. I love Luis Castillo is amazing. And I know you guys love pitchers. Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, mm-hmm. who had a little bit of a hiccup last year with something he said in the media. But let's be honest, the guy's an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. And Willow, I can't I can't believe that I forgot this last week when we talked about the dirtiest like pitches and everything like that. Three like nastiest pitches. How about Matt Brash's oh, slider? Yeah. Sweeper, whatever you want to call it. I don't care what you call it. It's filthy. Mm-hmm. Slurve? It's, it's, it's like a power, it's like a power curve almost type of thing. Power, it's dirty. Yeah. A slutter. It's dirty. So anyway, like those guys there, pretty excited about about them watching them. I love pitching like solid pitching rotations. Pretty good. I like that one. I'm going to try um, and make a couple more trips down to Seattle this year. Yeah. That's a goal of ours. There's a couple teams coming by that I would like to see. There you go. We'll get yeah. your report after. Blue Jays. I'm going to go to the Blue <laughs> Have you been down for that series? No, never. Oh, I think great. I'm, off, couple, I'm not I've working that. Times. It's oh, off. you have? Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm not I went... working that series. I was down two years ago when they got swept, which is just brutal. But, like, talk about – it's got to be the – like the most home field advantage away for any team in baseball. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like there's no, I mean, there's Mariners fans, but it's just like, it's just packed with Royal blue and it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. So that's cool. Yeah. We're yeah. looking forward to doing that. We should do an awful taco trip out there. Yeah. But speaking of blue Jays, okay. What do you got on this guy? Alec Manoa. What's happening with him? See ya. Yeah. I got, yeah, I, I don't, I think they should trade him when they got some value in him, but you never know. There's zero value right now. Well, no, I think teams would still think there's going to be teams out there thinking, Hey, you know, this guy's done it. I can, you know, I can fix him, whatever it is up top, but I don't see it. So it would, it would be a team that's on like a looking to buy low and hopefully he finds it. I mean, he's still two years, two years out of a Cy Young finalist. Like that's not, yes. Like you got to keep that in mind. Right. It's not like in you know back in eighteen he had a good season like you know he's young and he he, yeah. he did really well young I, I think there's still something there for, for other teams for the Jays no but so he'd be I mean I saw him they were kind of slotting him in as the number five starter in competition with I can't remember somebody else but I was like uh I mean he'd have to come in and be lights out during the se- during like spring training I would think speaking of like going back to our conversation about spring training and how much that affects your your roster spot he might be one he's i mean he's got to be like a bubble guy in their mind right now i would think you can't pencil him in well for yeah for sure has, he does for well. sure has to prove in spring training um no doubt there i don't have my i don't have him on the starting 25 26 right now but i guess yeah if he comes in and goes lights out then sure there you go ricky tiedemann said how about that yeah i'd take that over my no any day um, who else you guys got? Anything else nope. about, uh, Nope. I want to go. Okay. To here's here. <laughs> okay. Hold on, a couple more. Let's go. Cause there, 
I forgot about the Pirates, Andrew McCutcheon. I want to see him hit his 300th. It's going to be his next home run. It's going to be his 300th home run. And then retire. Veteran guy who's had to shut her down. Walk it off. That's the ultimate walk off. Yeah, we, we call it hit a home yeah. run, retire as you're around the bases, and see ya. <laughs> How about Jackson Churio, another young guy who just signed that, what, $80 million deal before he, he stepped on the big league field? Must be nice. That'll be exciting. He's got to be. He's got to be starting in the big leagues. I would think if you're going to do that, I, uh, I would think so as well. And that's that's another young uh, add-on to young teams that have, I think, a couple good-looking at least five years down the road. Um, I would have the Brewers in that, at least hitter-wise. I mean, their outfield alone with uh, Sal Frederick, uh, Garrett Mitchell, and Joey Weimer. Sal Frederick. It. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. I think they got they got a good chance to to be good and or at least develop into it. All right, another young guy who I'm excited to see. Saw him in 2019 in Korea on the U.S. team. Maybe my pick for NL MVP. I don't. I know he's not a favorite, or not MVP. Sorry, Rookie of the Year. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong. The Cubs. Really good. Yeah. Quick, fast, good hitter. Kind of. It's almost like less power than Corbin Carroll, but. Um, I think that same kind of dynamic ability. I think, the yeah, the bat's going to be the question. I mean, he's got a decent bat, but I mean, defensively, he's, yeah, they say he's, it's you know, cool. one of the best defensive prospects people have seen in years for center field. So, uh, that'll be exciting, but yeah, the bat, I mean, the speed's going to be there. So big impact guy possible for sure. And I'll throw this one out here for you. I mean, the Braves, they're going to be good yet again. I think we're going to see another brave win the MVP this year. And his name's not going to be a Austin Riley. We're going Austin Riley. Austin Riley. Yeah, I, I like that. I figure like Matt Olson was probably the second pick, but I'm like, I think Austin Riley's just he's friggin' good. yeah. One through six could all so win MVP there. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a. <laughs> well, I like I love Albies. Yeah, too. me too. They're all candidates. They're all, they're all, <laughs> all candidates. They're all MVP candidates. Uh, I like Austin, Austin Riley's Riley, a beauty. He's, he I like him as a person and uh, as a baseball. Yeah, I was player. gonna say, did you coach him? Uh, yep, I was his hitting coach. That's why he's so good. Uh, no, I was right. uh, when I was in Double A with the Braves as a bench coach. He was there. It was like him, Soroka, Freed, Acuna was there for a bit. Like we had a pretty good group of guys, and they're Big Max all Max Freed fan too. Oh yeah, Max Freed's an athlete too. He could be hitter, pitcher, whatever. He's well, awesome. Pitcher. Yeah, dude. No, he can hit. Like I believe it. Yeah, I see it. like he like before. He would hit pinch hit when Atlanta was right in the National League, and they mm-hmm. would he would pinch hit in the American League games. Like he was, uh, he was good. Um, Austin Riley, really great person, small town guy, redneck. Like I wouldn't say he's redneck, but he's like country. You know, yeah, he's country boy. Country, Loves big, to hunt. big thick, yeah. Thick, yeah, and he could be if he slims boy. down, gets a little speedier too. I'll put him in the I'll put him in the NFL as a linebacker. He's just, yeah. he he's not slow, and he moves. He's quick at at third, like first step stuff. Like, and mm-hmm. he's got step pretty yeah, pretty good hands. Like he uh, he was fun to to be around on the bench as a young as a young player. That whole group was young, but he was very respectful, and that's that would be something cool to see. Yeah, I think he's kind of. Been under the radar a bit with being in Atlanta with kind of, you know, all, how, guys. all the guys. Like, you put him on a different team and he puts up, like, that's a – that. I mean, he's really good. And yeah. as good as he is, I think he's still underrated, right? 
Yeah. Um, yep. Again, just where he's at, but oof, yeah, what a guy to watch. Love it. I got other ones, but I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you want more? No, I don't got more. You should get to specify next time. <laughs> he yeah, said three. Just, you had thirty. We just both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I started going down the line, man. I was like, I can show you the text message. You said a couple. I know. Okay, here I'll throw this one out here for you. It's not a player. It's not even the twenty twenty four season. Angel Hernandez. Well, we haven't we haven't even talked about the Dodgers really. You talked about so the, it's like the quick hits. <laughs> Comeback player of the year. <laughs> Good God! Is he fired? Joe West yet? has come back to action. No, he's he getting close. Uh, Freaking Union. Union stuff. How about the Dodgers pitching rotation for twenty twenty five? Don't even worry about twenty twenty four. Okay. Because right, Otani's not back. in there yet. <laughs> Yo, Ta- well, that's it. Yeah. Well, neither this year is Dustin May, May for yeah. most of the year. Yeah. Walker Brewer is going to be there to start the year. And um, Bobby Miller. Uh, Tony Gonsolin. And Bobby Miller. Tony Gonsolin's out for the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, right. So in 2025, you're going to have uh, Otani, Dustin May for the full year, and Tony Gonsolin back, along with Yamamoto. And Otani, like, and oh, and Tyler Glass now. I remember him. Anything else we're missing? Well, this is so your 2020 Otani, Yamamoto, Dustin May, Tony Gonson, Bobby Miller, Tyler Glass now, and then they got the young Emmett Sheehan, too. So Bueller's actually a free agent after this year, so he's actually dispensable. They they could probably trade him if they want. I'm sure they'll add add a piece or two by then, too. Well, well, they'll just re sign him and pay him in uh, 2080. Yeah. Yeah, Degrom, Degrom will be there, but who knows, right? But he, he, the, uh, my other thinking with it is, do they actually sign him? Because with Otani, he he has pitched on like the six day rotation. So do you just go with a six man rotation and be like, well, they're all aces, so why not? Well, you know, honestly, I, I think that might work well. And I, we talked about it with Otani and the you know TJ for the second time. It's mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, I don't see them doing it, and I don't see him coming back to pitching as much as he has. Um, especially a guy you put that much money into. Um, But having that much talent, like that might be a good option. You know, they've only got $2 million in them. That is true. But still, you know (laughs) what I'm saying, right? But, you know, you kind of throw them in there when, you know, for a start here or there, maybe even some innings out of the bullpen, stuff like that, right? Use them kind of as like a a wild card guy who, when you need it. Closer? Has he become a closer? I like it. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I feel like he's a guy that needs to throw i feel like that's just kind of been his culture of pitching and i think he needs to be consistent i don't think he's uh till he gets tommy john for the third time let's see how many you can get man let's see how many the human still body doing can take. it <laughs> yeah anyway i thought about that i was like man their 2025 rotation is like it's disgusting mm-hmm. disgusting assuming of course that they all stay healthy yeah, yeah. all right cool. let's wrap it up there boys Good one. Good session, Sony. Good seeing you again. I'm going to see you in a few days, too, at the Baseball Canada Banquet. I can't wait to see you. Yes, sir. Can't wait to Willow. see you. Are you get a haircut? Or are you gonna yeah, what are you doing with the hair, bagger? Slick it back, I, baby. We're top just, hat. Top we're hat. Just let her grow. Oh, get top a top hat. hat. That'd be oh. sick. Just come in. I'll, I'll, go to, I'll get a cane. You get the go. top hat. I'll go to Salvation Army and pick up a top hat or something like that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just ponytail. I feel feel like you need, I don't know what they're called, like a baton, like a walking stick or something. Not a cane, but just a stick. With a diamond on top of it. Yeah. Good God. All right. (laughs) We got to, we got to make a trip on Friday night to Sony. Get ready for Saturday. Yeah. I'll see you working Friday. 
Uh, nope. I'll see you I'll Friday, go. bud. We'll figure something out. That's going to do it for another week on the Apple Talk podcast. If you enjoyed the show, hit the like button, subscribe, send us a message, reach out on social media, Instagram, wherever. We'd love to hear from you, interact and answer any questions or have some conversation with you. So until next time, enjoy your week. And that is Apple Taco out. Yeah.